Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. I want to begin with a 2020 report that was given back in 2018. On August 12th of 2018, at an international conference at Shekinah Worship Center in Lancaster, California, pastor and prophet Sadhu Sundar Salvaraj gave the following word from the Lord. Sometime in the year 2020, a worldwide cashless society will begin. Sometime later, after 2021, the mark of the beast will go into effect. So about two years from August of 2018, sometime in 2020, some countries of the world will go cashless. Now that obviously has begun to happen. Not too long after that, probably in 2021, where we are presently, the remaining countries of the world will go cashless. So in 2021, the whole world will probably be cashless. In a very short period of time after 2021, the mark of the beast will go into effect That is, the forced taking of the mark will begin. And who the Antichrist actually is will be revealed. All of this will probably start in 2022. So, according to Sadhu Sundar Savaraj, 
most of you know him, there is a cashless society coming in the world, which obviously would be a digital new way of doing business, smartphones, however it's going to be. This is just one of the prophecies that are coming out in the times that we're living in. As you know, there are prophecies that have been written in the Bible, and during the last generation, there have been many prophecies from several men and women of God who have spoken by the Spirit. They have prophesied, and there were actually some prophets that spoke the words of the Lord. And the words of these prophets, the words of these people that have prophesied, their words have circled the earth. They truly have, i.e. Dimitri Dudeman, one of those Romanian prophets who was arrested for smuggling Bibles and was sent to America by the Lord, and his whole story is out there. We've heard about him for many, many years. David Wilkerson also prophesied about the coming fires, the 1,000 fires burning in New York City. We have prophecies that are declaring famine and pestilence. We have prophecies of every kind that have been spoken and a new narrative came into the United States of America, a once peaceful nation, a nation that once uh, upheld morality and virtues and values and constitutional rights, et cetera, et cetera, a nation that was pretty much at peace, a nation that enjoyed prosperity and blessing. And all of a sudden, these negative words would begin to be spoken and they were a bunch of kooks and crackpots and doomsdayers and naysayers, et cetera, et cetera. And yet, we live in a country today in the year 2021, in the second day of June, this brand new month of 2021, we are already six months into the year 2021. The remaining months that are to come on June 20th, summer begins. We remember the interview of President Donald J. Trump when he was interviewed by his daughter-in-law, and he said that this summer would be a nightmare, whether he was prophesying, whether he was speaking by the Spirit, or he just had some intel uh, or some internal intelligence to speak those things. He did say it would be a gross nightmare in the summer of 2021. To us, we believe that the book of Amos, chapter 8, is potentially third year running, and the exponential growth, growth and the rise of that prophecy that began two years ago, this would be the third summer since we began to prophesy Amos chapter 8, and it does talk about famine, it does talk about a lights out scenario, there is a tremendous amount of conversation right now about an electromagnetic pulse, we already know for many, many years, men like uh, Peter Vincent Pry. I prophesied in, in Homeland Security and the Congress uh, highly recommended that certain books were read by the entire American citizenry uh, concerning a lights out scenario and how to survive with an EMP or a cronial mass ejection or some other software breach like we just saw with this meat company that supplied over one quarter of the beef in the United States. One of the largest beef companies in the world yesterday was hacked. And of course, the Joe Biden administration is blaming Russia and because they want to protect Ukraine, and that story goes deep. But <clears throat> nonetheless, <clears throat> all the warnings that we've had for years were not in vain. I do not believe <clears throat> that we should despise prophesying at all. We should be very watchful, very careful, 
And I want to share just a little bit more prophecy with you. Uh, This one is called The Desolation of America. Uh, All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They are become her enemies. Today, well, you know what? Let me just hesitate on that. I don't want to to go there right yet. So good morning. God bless you. Um, The Bible predicts so much in the last days, and balance is the key to everything. And the the question we ask on every broadcast at the beginning is, what side of the day are you on? Are you on the light side of the day? Are you on the dark side of the day? To be in the middle ground is the unhealthiest place to be. What side of the day are we on? Well, it is Wednesday. It is June 2nd. And we're, we're seeking to be grounded in our understanding of where we are in the economy of God. And we have a message given to us in Scripture about what the end times would look like, and they are swirling around everywhere. We were at a Bible study last night, and we all admitted that there was not one thing that Jesus spoke that would become a reality in the last days that isn't here today. It's all here today. <clears throat> yeah, I'll get some, babe. Thanks. Are you, do you needing to get something? Oh, okay. No, I'm good. I've got it. Thank you. <clears throat> Patricia was asking me if I needed water. You know, <clears throat> I'm slowing down for a, for a moment on purpose because we're getting just an overflow, a daily diet from so many different sources about what's going to happen, okay? Um, I don't despise any of the prophesying that I hear. I've heard things that have enriched my heart. And I've heard things like we're already in the beginning of the Great Tribulation, six months into the Great Tribulation, um, that we've already begun a war. We're already at war, and they have taken out a U.S. president, i.e. Donald J. Trump, and some other, you know, biological weapons. Coronavirus, you know, was a biological weapon released. So I've heard things that make a lot of spiritual sense to me. And I know every day it's like an avalanche, avalanche of judgment, avalanche of of the the sudden destruction and the collapse and the war and the famine and the pestilence and the deception and the confusion and the chaos and the instability of the times that we're living in. Um, But every day we hear these things, we go outside and we still have our malls and we still have our stores and we still go to the store and we buy what we want and we go to restaurants and we have meals with our friends. It seems to be totally contrary, but we don't forget that we just spent an entire year in 2020, which really, what an amazing moment, turning point in history 2020 is. And we just spent a year where restaurants were closed, stores were closed, you needed to wear a mask. Now comes the vaccination push. Over half the population of the United States alone has been vaccinated. Uh, We're waiting for the 
idea that's going to come out. Well, you can go here if you're vaccinated, but you can't get on a plane here. Uh, you, can, you can do this if you're vaccinated, but you can't do this. Uh, the, if you're not vaccinated and you don't show an ID card, we're waiting for that, right? We're all kind of sitting back on, well, when is that going to happen? And a lot of people are speculating that's going to happen. And a lot of people are further speculating that this is kind of what the mark of the beast would be like. So really, in reality, if it's a preview of what's to come, and all of a sudden, by the end of this summer, going into the fall, you're not allowed to do anything unless you have a vaccination card uh, and you can't navigate through the times. It's uh, it's very, very awkward time. But what a gift from God to see the preview of what it would mean to not be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. And that means you, I mean, we've heard this, right? How many times have we heard it? My sense if you were to ask me, uh, you know, well, what do you think? What's God saying? I think God has said everything that he needed to say, quite frankly. I believe that God has spoken. I believe that the signs of the times are everywhere. I believe it's a matter of a moment when sudden destruction, when you least expect it, is going to happen. And yet we live every day. We have life, a gift from God to live life. But we live in an environment where obviously, obviously, something's wrong. Something way down in the depths of our being, something's wrong. Now, in the kingdom, everything is right. Everything is right in Jesus Christ. Everything is God. Everything is good. Everything is good. But there's a caution that... We all should have, because Jesus said we should be sober, we should watch, we should pray, right? He should, we should be ready. These are all end-time instructions to the condition of our mind, our soul, our emotions, every part of us. We should be surrendered to the will of God. We should be carrying our crosses, dying to self, putting on the new man. These, all these end-time instructions. But there's got to be a... In my understanding, right now on this second day of June, there should be, if it hasn't already been done, an acceleration of preparation. There has to be an acceleration of preparation. To tell you today, famine's coming or Sadhu saying that a cashless society is months away now. I mean, if you had $10,000 in the bank and it's cash and all of a sudden it goes cashless, well, what happened to your $10,000 cash? Um, if, you, if it goes cashless and you, you had you know, money stored under your bed, what happens to that money? What if you get to a place where they give you half of a digital currency or, or even all of it? And they say, here, well, your 10000 is now in a digital uh, coin or a digital um, ability to trade and buy and sell and all of that. Uh, but you have to use it digitally, which means you're forced to have your digital compartments, which is another step toward the mark of the beast, right? I mean, it's all going in that direction. Your privacy is gone. Every single transaction that you make is recorded on the computer. So there's nothing that they don't, you know, have witness to and control of. So you live in a more controlled environment. Now, again, the majority of people would say, oh, that's not going to happen. And that's usually people's best defense, about negative things they hear. That's not going to happen. Well, 2020 did happen. 
and these other things are underway. They're very real. The, uh, the obviousness, if, 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 the, if the largest meatpacking company in the world was hacked and shut down and literally crippled overnight, well, what's to say that these, you know, towers that uphold all of our electrical power or, you know, anything else can't be hacked into? And you're always going to play the blame game. And it just, it seems so um, obvious. And yet we deny a lot of these things. So my point today is always uh, balance, getting ready in our hearts and our minds. And we've just heard it for so long. And my question is, are you prepared, number one? Are you prepared, number one? If the lights went out today, are you prepared? Do you have a plan? What have you done with the instructions that God has given you? Let's say you live somewhere in Kentucky. Okay. I don't know anybody that lives in Kentucky, so that's safe. So let's say you live in Kentucky and you're a believer and you have the conversation that we have shared, the biblical conversation, you resonate with it, you're in agreement with it, you understand it, you have come to a place of Holy Spirit recognition that, you know, we really are living in the last days, we really are living in the end times, end time Bible prophecy is exploding and accelerating all over the world. You live in Kentucky and you know all this. What have you done to prepare? Have you formed a community of like-minded believers do you have a plan for your neighborhood? Do you have food and water and shelter and medical supplies prepared? Are you equipped to go through for, say, six months? I mean, we could say six weeks, but let's just say six months. Are you prepared to ride out the initial part of the storm and remember, it's not the impact, the EMP, the day things happen. It's the aftermath. Everything you prepare for is the aftermath, the aftermath of a hurricane, the aftermath of, and by the way, I, Patricia and I both believe and concur that most likely you're going to see a massive hurricane this year, maybe many of them, but there's some hurricane probably in the realm of something we've never seen before. It's probably going to hit somewhere in the United States of America. It's going to be devastating. And we've seen devastating hurricanes, the possibility of the weather. And I believe that we may even be shifting into a time of seeing celestial things begin to take place that the Bible talked about. In either way, are you ready? It's not the day that the hurricane hits. It's the aftermath. How do you ride out the storm? Where are you going to be? Are you being sensitive to the Holy Spirit? so that you'll be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now when the hurricane hits. Will you be guided by the Holy Spirit into a place of safety before it hits your neighborhood? Where are you? Now, for me to say that to you, you say, well, you know, that may be a shallow question. What do you care? Well, what I care about is that our message has not fallen on deaf ears. My, what, I'm, what I care about is that the things that we believe that God has raised us up to share and to believe, which has been a very long journey. I'll never forget when Patricia and I began this journey way back in the early 1990s. We were given a book that there were five copies of this book. You'll never find it. You can't find it on the Internet. 
you can't find it anywhere. But it was given to us, and it was called No Light, No Tunnel. No Light, No Tunnel. We read that book in the 1990s, and some of the things that were written were just, you know, what is this? It was just a huge insight to what was going on behind the scenes all over the world. And much, and that's where our journey began. Then we moved into, uh, you know, the secret cabal on Jekyll Island, and we started paying more attention to these end-time things, and we were brought into it. But our life journey has been consistent. In other words, um, it's been real. And while we have been proclaiming and finding in the Word of God the truth that the things that we've been learning about are lining up, so we've been in this a long time, and yet it hasn't ruined our lives. It has made us more cautious. It has made us more prepared. It has made us more ready than a lot of people, quite frankly. And we are dealing with spiritual issues, emotional issues, solical issues, physical issues, trying to keep ourselves healthy, and understanding that a time may come that we need to endure some severity. And from our perspective, the severity that we believe that God has entrusted to us is the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. And that's not something we look forward to, but our hope is beyond the great tribulation into the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that the Lord Jesus is going to come back to this earth immediately after the tribulation. And so after 2,000 years, and we're living in a microscopic world right now that little computer chips are interconnected, all the nations of the earth, and everything is just wide open to the all-seeing eye of Big Brother, right? And, we, and we're here. Other generations couldn't boast that. Other generations could not boast that Israel, after 1,900 years of being scattered, are a nation today. Nobody else, no other generation had that. Or Daniel's prophecy that knowledge would increase or technology would explode all over the world. We're that generation. Now, people would be flying on eagle's wings, and we have airlines and people traveling all over the world. Another prophecy. And all the other things, good is evil, evil is good. You know, if you are against homosexuality, you're evil. If you're for it, you're good. What a twist. I mean, it's all Bible prophecy. And it's here. It's on steroids. We're seeing the weather patterns. We're seeing signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. I mean, you'd have to be pretty ignorant and most likely willingly ignorant to ignore. That's what ignorant means, to ignore everything going on in our world today. So, but, but what is, could happen is if you're not a doer of the word, you can actually deceive yourself. You could hear things but not be instructed by what you need to do about the things you're hearing, it could produce harm. And I, I'm just sitting here thinking, why would you do that? I, I don't know how to get it done, but I would highly recommend if you're in Kentucky that you find like-minded people, you pray to the Holy Spirit, you go to your pastor, you go to your church and say, hey, you know, is it possible that we could buy some land? Can we begin to uh, prepare um, as a community of believers? And maybe if something bad happens, we could grow our own food, we could have our own well water, uh, we could have our own shelter, maybe our own medical supplies. Um, can, we, can we just communicate, have our own chicken eggs and chickens and maybe a few cows and some rabbits or whatever? And the delay, the delay that I feel is happening, now I know all over this country 
there are people that are preparing. People are preparing all over the world. But I know that there's, there's resistance to it. And for those of you that are tuning in, if you're in Kentucky, this is not the time to resist. This is a time to see the storm coming on the radar. In hurricane season, when the, when the storm hits the radar, well, a lot of wise people prepare. A man who sees the storm coming and prepares himself is hid. A foolish man sees the storm coming, doesn't prepare, and he's destroyed. That's in the book of Proverbs. And so Hurricane Katrina, perfect example for where we are now. Hurricane Katrina, it was on the radar for days. And some people took heed immediately. You've heard this before, too. This is nothing new. People took heed immediately. And there it was on the radar. And they packed up. They said, we're going to go on a little vacation. You know, this looks like it's potentially a big storm. Four days out, it was forming. Other people waited. And then three days, some people said, we better, you know, let's, let's go to Aunt Macy's house or wherever. And uh, let's picnic outside of the city for, for a while. Other people, two days, the storm was forming. It seemed to get getting larger. People were saying, nah, it's not going to be that big. We've rode through these storms before. And then, of course, a day later, with one day left, and the thing is bearing down, you know, people are kind of getting a little excited. What do I do? Okay, better put some duct tape on my windows. And then, of course, the day of landfall, Hurricane Katrina devastated New Orleans and parts of Mississippi and different places. And before you know it, what was happening? People were dying. People were stranded. People were on their rooftops. All the food in their cabinets had been wiped out because their homes were flooded. There needed to be rescues. There was all kinds of issues in the, in the stadium where the people were supposed to be protected. There were gangs, roving gangs. They were doing terrible things to people. Snipers were in the upper echelons taking gang members out and people out that were doing bad things. Uh, some of the mayors of the townships were putting tanks in front of their entranceways and their gates, so to speak, not allowing people into their township. I mean, Katrina was an absolute pure nightmare. And levees broke, and people just kind of ignored the warnings, and those that got out did. Now, that was likened unto, and again, it was because it was on the radar. But people ignored what was on it. They belittled it. They put it down. And then we were told the same exact story in Nazi Germany, that there were people proclaiming that this Adolf Hitler is going to be a problem. You better get your stuff, and you better get out of here to the Jewish people. And some of the Jewish people took heed, and they sold everything they had, and they converted their wealth into diamonds. They sold their diamonds into their clothes, and they got on ships, boats, planes, whatever, and they got out. Others, the majority, stood behind. They didn't budge. And the closer things came, the more the warnings came, it fell on deaf ears. And you know the story. The people that ignored the message the longest were the ones that were trapped. And then they found themselves either in the forests of Germany or wherever country they were in, where the occupation was coming, where the Nazis were coming, living in nightmarish conditions, unprepared, dying of sickness and disease because of the cold weather, or they were put into the concentration camps. And this is a reality. This is a reality. 
and it was because they didn't take heed to the message. Now, on 9-11-2001, on 9-11-2001, there was no warning. None of the U.S. citizens, none of us really knew anything. There was a prophecy eight days earlier. I remember there was a couple of prophets. Uh, there were brothers. And I'll never forget that they were writing a prophetic word about this upheaval of judgment that was ready to hit. And, and I actually read that on radio after the 9-11 events. I know on September 3rd, 2001, I flew an airplane into the Twin Towers in a, in a multi-million dollar flight simulator. I, don't, I did it, and that's when God started me and my calling on the watchman. If you've heard this program, I've told you the testimony, how God opened my eyes and set me to watch. And I'm watching now, and I'm seeing where things are. But again, 9-11, there was no warning. It was a sudden destruction. And so you, you could look through the Bible, and you could see on the radar. You don't need the news channel. All you need to do is look at the Bible and see that everything Jesus said is on the radar. And therefore, if it's on the radar, the only wise thing for us to do and the only intelligent thing is to prepare. And unfortunately, in Nazi Germany, we were told that some people, they got out at the last minute and they fled with nothing. They got out, but they had nothing. And they panicked and all these different things. So what I'm saying is to delay in your preparations is unwise. You don't need to wait for the event to happen to take care of business. You need to see by these broadcasts and by the many other broadcasts that you listen to and the people you hear from, you need to see that there are events coming that are way beyond human strength to resist. The only way these things could ever be resisted is by national repentance. And that's not happening. It's not going to happen. Okay, national repentance, a turning back to God, is not happening. And it will not. The decree has been given against the United States of America. The judge of the universe has spoken. The king of glory has spoken, the judge. And he has declared America guilty. And he said that this nation has crossed the point of no return. It will never be the same again. That decree came in 2003, and it has proven itself to be true. America has never returned to the nation it once was. It is a nation that today blasphemes the glory of Almighty God every single day. It is a nation that is more corrupt and lewd and putrid in the nostrils of God than any other nation that's ever existed on the face of the earth. We have committed every crime, every bloody crime, every sensual crime, every violation of morality, every crime that could ever be committed against God. We have done worse than any other nation on the face of the earth at any other time. You say, well, we haven't given our children to the fire. We've done worse. We've done worse. I don't want to get into it right now. So the, the bottom line is judgment always comes upon a nation. So God's been warning you. He's been warning you to get ready. And what I'm asking you is, are you ready? Are you ready? And I think that maybe most of us, the more we 
by the Holy Spirit sense, but that spiritual sense, the eeriness of this moment. We know at any moment now, at any moment, the lights could go out, nuclear war could begin, massive calamity could hit from any direction. And the question remains, are we ready? And why would we want to be ready? Well, because God told Noah, Noah, I want you to build an ark. And I want you to prepare it for you and your family. The people that questioned, and I thank God Noah did not question God. He just did what God told him to do. The people that questioned, in other words, engaged their mind with the same spirit that engaged the mind of Mrs. Adam, Eve, in the garden, when she had a conversation with the adversary. That's what people do when they start questioning what God tells us to do. And if you have a questioning mind, well, what if, and well, why would I? Well, I don't care. The preacher of rapture, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you're feeding on the narrative and the doctrine of this serpent, rather than just doing what God said to do, your eternal soul, your eternal soul is on the line here. And what does that mean to you? I mean, what does that mean to people? People die all the time. They leave this planet. How are you going to leave the planet? How am I going to leave the planet? The only thing that really matters, and I, I agree with this, is the condition of my heart. Maybe I should read this prophecy. I, you know, I just don't know. Let me just give you this part. This is a scripture. This is what the Lord says to America. Your friends shall deceive you and betray you. They shall deal perfidiously with you. Your friends have become your enemies. Alliances shall be broken and loyalty shattered. You will see betrayal throughout the land in homes, relationships, churches, businesses, politics, and government. A spirit of division has been sent into the earth with upgraded skills, and it has been sent by the Lord of glory. Wow. I am come, this is the scripture, Jesus said, I am come to send fire on the earth. And what will I if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth? I tell you nay, but rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house, divided three against two, and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother. The mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. America once dwelt at peace, but peace will be found no more. The inhabitants of America have been and will continue to live their day-to-day lives in fear, chaos, and confusion. Now, hopefully that's not you, but how many of you know there's a lot of people out there that are afraid 
and they're in chaos, and there is confusion, especially when things ramp up. Their best efforts to stabilize themselves with a false peace will be met with terrible disaster that will open their eyes to the reality of their eternal condition. No rest shall be found as each day brings forth new problems. Problem solving will take on a new meaning in these days, and the prognosticators and soothsayers of this day will be blinded by the darkness that has descended upon the nations. All the yoga and meditation in the world will not ease the pain. America has opened the door to foreign gods, and a spirit of delusion has swept through the land. Those who have any light at all have faintly seen through the smoke and mirrors of the great deception being perpetrated upon the minds of the American population and around the world. The cry has gone forth to wake up, but many cannot and are sick in the bed of affliction. The pharmaceutical drug companies have sold a greater delusion to the American population as prescription drug sales mount to the billions of dollars each year so the minds of the people can rest from the demonic activity taking place within them. The medical and psychological institutions have told the people that their problems are bipolar and psychological alone. They told them that their problems could be coped with by taking these drugs, which are enslaving their souls. Truly, America has become a haunt of demons and a cage of every unclean thing. Many are being trapped and will not escape the destruction. People are trying everything to have a moment's rest or a peaceful day, but these things cannot be found. America's enemies are everywhere, and the people have been so dumbed down that they do not know it. The inhabitants of America have given their hope and trust to the governmental powers and military might of America. Oh, what has happened to you, O inhabitants of the mighty United States? Once your eyes were upon God. Once your eyes were opened and visions filled your hearts with beautiful dreams. Now your dreams have become nightmares and all your thoughts are motivated by lying devils and unclean imaginations. Truly, the American population has drunk the dregs of the cup and is mad. There's a scripture for in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red, it is full of mixture. He pours out of the same, but the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. Is it any wonder in the year 2021 that most people have been struck with madness and are blind? And will be astonished in their hearts for what is coming upon the earth. Yes, men's hearts will melt for fear of what they see coming on the earth. But is it any wonder? Do they even know how mad they have gone upon their idols? How mad they are to drink in the demonic spirits of the bloodletting that's been going on in our nation? To the tune of 90 million innocent babies being aborted in the innocent blood flowing through every orifice of our society? How mad is a society that murders the most innocent blood? How mad is it for men to be with men and women to be with women? How mad is it to have all these things going on in our society? You tell me. Is it absolute absurd madness or is it the new normal? You tell me. 
You tell me if what's going on in this world is normal. And if it's not normal, how can you live in it as though it is? You tell me that. This is not normal. It hasn't been normal for a long time. But we just kind of keep going, acting like it is. It's not. And according to the word of the Lord, it says this. Stand now with your enchantments and with the multitude of your sorceries, wherein you have labored from your youth. If so be, you shall be able to profit. If so be, you may prevail. You are wearied in the multitude of your counsels. Let now the astrologers and the stargazers and the monthly prognosticators stand up and save you from these things that shall come upon you. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a coal to warm at, nor fire to sit before it. That's Isaiah 47. And you know what? It's a time of accountability for the United States of America, and the nations of the world will rock to and fro. They will reel all over this world. It's coming. The justice of God is coming for the madness that is upon the nations of the earth. And if you're a Christian and you're just walking through this like it's normal, then you too are mad. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. I mean, if you're not even talking to your neighbor, your friend, your church members about the times we're in right now, if you don't have a narrative and a dialogue and an intelligent conversation in you to talk to people just wherever you go about what's going on in this world and sharing with them the revelation and the knowledge of the word of the Lord, then you're mad. You are to think this is normal. You tell me what's normal. An entire year of the most violent images every day being perpetrated upon the minds of American citizens. Violence through the year 2020. Cities burning, looting, rioting, all kinds of wicked, evil things for a year. And then they said that 2000 or the January 6, 2021, 2021, January 6 was the worst day in American history. And you call that normal? That's normal narrative. That's normal doctrine. So much so that they're going to use that to shut the mouth and silence people from speaking the truth. This is a sick world. It is a diseased world. And we live in it. And we're supposed to be the solution, the light, to expose the darkness so people can come out of the madness. But when a church no longer has any light because the midnight hour has come and all the virgins have gone to sleep, the only thing is is that the awakening that's coming, some are going to have oil, some are not. And those that have light, it's not for others, it's for themselves to make it to the king's door. The children of America have gone into captivity before the enemy. Drugs, sex, crime, abortion, self-mutilation violence, rebellion, and a host of other spirits have consumed millions of American children. Man, if that doesn't mess you up, I don't know what will to see where your children have gone. The movie industry has bombarded the minds of the youth and has caused their spirits to bow before the gods of falsehood and destruction. 
Homosexual movies, witchcraft movies, and violent movies have led the misguided into a heartbreaking destruction. And what do the lawmakers and political leaders do about the movie industry, the music industry, and the sex industry? Nothing. Because they're a part of it. You say, oh, you know, you're being holier than thou. No, there was a time a generation ago, you didn't hear one curse word on television. We watched Lassie, and we watched movies that made sense and were morally uh, excellent, and, and, and they valued what America really is and was and the innocence of her heart. The Bible says they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and used divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil. In the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. You think that the ways of our country are provoking or provocative? I think so. All of America's beauty is departed. The once glorious land of the free has turned into a corruptible sea of filth and degradation. The once glorious cup in the Lord's hand has given itself to harlotry and like her older sister has become twice the child of hell. The once illustrious nation has received her message from the Lord, Ichabod, the glory has departed. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand, they know and have seen the writing on the wall. And this is the writing that was written. Many, many tekel upharsin. This is the interpretation of the thing. Many. God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balances and are found wanting. Peres, thy kingdom is divided and given to Medes and Persians. It's not a normal time. It's not a normal time. It's a, it's a sickening time. That people, human beings, that desire to wake up and just live their life, they don't want to hear any of this. So they bury what has been. They don't want to pay attention. They don't want to hear negativity. They want to get up. They want to go to work. They want to send their kids to school. They want their kids to be safe at school. And yet in the environment of this nation, parents just like that sent their kids to school in Parkland, Florida. And on Valentine's Day, 17 of their children were shot and killed. Or the little children up in New Hampshire, the little children that were murdered. It's not a normal time. And it's just a moment before this new rampage of mass shooting is going to take place because this president administration wants your guns. And so they're going to raise up madmen and madwomen to do these evil, mad things. And they're going to take all the moral virtues and the people that respect and honor their Second Amendment rights, and they're going to take it. And it's going to escalate into a civil war. It's all in the works behind the scenes. While people are out there doing what they're doing, I'm going to say it again. I've said it in two of my uh, messages behind the pulpit, and I may as well just tell you right now, this is by the Spirit of the Lord. You know this is true. 
in 2020 when coronavirus came and all that information came up to the top and all was happening, folks, it was the greatest distraction. It was the greatest trick ever perpetrated upon this nation. I mean, there have been some big ones. Don't get me wrong. But this was a doozy. Like 9-11, the insertion of the Patriot Act and spyware and, you know, getting involved in people's business. But this one, they didn't just have a 9-11, a building fall, and then make it an issue and then use it. This last year, they set the detonators on all the columns that upheld the systems of this nation. Yes. While people were all concerned about vaccinations and masks and the rhetoric and the sides were being taken and all this was going on up here, it was the beautiful distraction while the enemy went low underground where nobody saw and they, like in the old war movies, they'd they'd get ready to pull the bridges down by blowing them up. They had to go underwater. They set the detonators. They wired the bridge. Let me tell you something. This nation and many other nations around the world have been wired. And now the job is done. It's secret. It's underground. Nobody's going to find it. Nobody's going to know what it is. Nobody's going to see it. It's just a matter of a moment until they push the button and the thing detonates. What is that trap going to be? Jesus said it would be a snare that would come on the whole earth, and they will not escape. That's leading right into the Great Tribulation, and it's going to happen suddenly. But if you don't understand by the Spirit of the Lord that all this distraction has been around a long time, the Hegelian dialectic, here's the goal. How are we going to achieve the goal? We've got to create a crisis. And then we're going to bring a solution to the crisis, which will ultimately produce what we've wanted all along. And what the Bible tells us is that there is a desire to control the world. Remember that mystery Babylon spirit we talked about a few weeks ago? That intense need to control the nations of the earth, to bring them under the wings So there has to be population reduction in order for that to happen. The useless eaters have to go away. We've heard the narrative. The Georgia Guidestone said keep the nations to 500 million, half a billion. The Bible predicts that that's going to actually happen, at least half the population of the world before the Great Tribulation, that's about 4 billion people, will be taken out in war, famine, pestilence, and every other mechanism. But something has been wired And it's just a moment before it blows. Pray about that. Pray about that. So how near are we to the collapse? There's no feeling. Zero feeling. You know, there have been times in this journey, because we've been on it for such a long time, and we do not regret it at all. Someone, you know, Patricia and I were kind of joking around yesterday that some of the people that think we're a little loony for preparing, you know, how all of a sudden there'd be a preacher of rapture. We'd be in the sky. They were laughing, saying, ah, rather than doing all that work and energy and spending money to get prepared, you could have been going on vacation because, look, we're out of here now. 
but that's not going to happen. That's not the word of God. So there's no feeling. And in the years up to this moment, there's been many moments where I've been up in the middle of the night interceding, praying, studying, reading, feeling the underground monster moving. I actually wrote about it in 1998, about an underground monster. I saw it in the spirit. I didn't know how to describe it. In 1998, there was this monster in the underworld. And I just began writing at that time. And I kept trying to describe, and I would feel it at night, this monster's moving in the underworld. 1998. Then 1999 came. I kept writing. 19, year 2000 came. Y2K was there. But then on 9-11-2001, the monster from the underworld rose up and destroyed a few buildings in New York and killed a lot of lives. And all of a sudden, it was the Islamic terrorism season. Al-Qaeda, the base, and then came ISIS and Daesh and Hezbollah and Hamas and all the terror groups around the world. And we went to red alert, orange alert, yellow alert. And so along the way, we, you, you get this feeling. Man, I've had conversations with people. Man, I just feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I have zero feeling about right now. And that probably is more cautious to me than having a bunch of feelings. Because a lot of times the feelings that we were feeling are things that are going on in the spirit. And I'm talking about spiritual perception, not solical feelings. I'm talking about knowings by the spirit of the Lord, knowing what's happening. And, and when you're in the prophetic, it's as though it's happening right now. The prophecy is always to foretell what's coming. So we learn to temper our, our, our spirit with the Holy Spirit. And to, he's showing us so that we could tell so people have time to prepare. So, but at the moment you're experiencing it, it's like it's happening right now, and you have to be careful. But now there's zero feeling. Zero, nothing, nada. And that to me is of deep concern. We haven't changed from when this journey began. If anything, we've grown a little more, become more useful to the Lord. We haven't gone back. We haven't turned away, we're still tuned in and plugged in and connected to the vine, the word, but there's no feeling. And to me, that is speaking volumes. Something you and I should be preparing for. And if these words fall upon deaf ears, That's very sad. Again, going back to Kentucky, if you're there in Kentucky, don't wait another day. Sit down at your table, take a pad of paper and a pen, and start writing so you could get it out of your head onto paper and see it with your eyes. What do I need to do to prepare if I have three weeks left, for example, if I have three weeks to prepare and if cash is going to be useless soon and I've got it just laying around, what do I want to do with that cash? 
Do I want to buy food, medical supplies? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need to do? One of the things that the Bible instructs in Hebrews is not to forsake the gathering together, as is the manner of some, especially as you see the day approaching. So the first thing I would encourage you to do is to find your people. Find your people who are like-minded, who understand, who are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. One day we're worried about what's coming. The next day, all peace and safety. You can't be around people like that. You got to find those people that just keep going. And if it's a beautiful day, it's a beautiful day. Praise the Lord. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Hallelujah. If it's a really dark day, you keep moving. Keep moving. You keep making ready because it's not, the Lord is not schizophrenic. Prepare today. Ah, don't worry about preparing. It's not him. Noah, build your ark. Yeah, but it's a beautiful day. Nobody's mocking me today. Build your ark. Oh, it's a hard day. They're all coming against me. Build your ark. Do what I told you to do. Build your ark. And that's where you need to be in your spirit and in your mind. You need to know what God is telling you to do. You can't be afraid. You've got to give up all of, you know, sin, the nature we talked about yesterday. You've got to walk in the spirit, be led by the spirit. And you need to hear instruction, sit down. What do you need How, for six months? If you have three weeks to prepare for six months, now we're not even talking about protecting your stuff yet. Let's say you live in an apartment in Kentucky. Well, if you have 10 friends, if you have five friends that can sit down and take notes together or separately, you have five friends that can sit down and just talk. Now, it looks like we're going to be leaving uh, Blog Talk Radio here. I'm so sorry. I only had a one-hour scheduled broadcast for today. But you have to tell your friends, sit down, call them on the phone. Hey, sit down. If we had three weeks to prepare for six months and we were going to ride out the storm together, if, if something really cataclysmic happened, what do you think we would need? And have each one of them write it and then come together for a cup of coffee and compare notes. And do it in a day. So you can say, well, what do we need to do to get these things now? And then go about your business and put meat on the bones. Do something tangible. Well, the first thing we all came up on our list is we probably should have a little piece of land where we could grow things on it and be out of the way. Maybe we shouldn't be in an apartment building in the inner city when something bad happens because things probably are going to go crazy. So maybe we need to get outside the city into a more rural area, and maybe we should buy some land, and maybe we should put an electrical pole and maybe some generators for backup power, maybe some solar, maybe some windmill. I don't know. Uh, well, gee, how much money? Well, collectively, how many of the 10 people that you're with have finances to be in, since it's going to go away anyways, to invest in a project that maybe might be very useful? So you, get, you go out and you say, okay, let's go find some land. Somebody finds some land. You start to, you, you begin to build, maybe there's already something on that land you could make useful. You, you have to do something. 
to sit around idly and wait for something to happen is the worst plan you'll ever make. It's the worst plan. So don't wait. Don't wait around. What you're hearing today is is just a culmination of piled up thoughts in my mind, in my heart, in my soul that come out of Scripture. I just don't believe that we can ignore the signs of the times. You see, in 2 Peter chapter 3, the Apostle Peter knew something about this moment, and here's what he said. This second epistle, beloved, in verse 1, I now write unto you. So he's writing to his congregation. He says, both which I stir up your pure minds. I want to stir up your pure thinking by way of remembrance. So I'm going to stir you up by causing you to remember that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles, of the Lord and Savior. Now, what Peter's wanting to do is stir up their pure minds, their memory. He's going to remind them. And he said, verse 3, knowing this first, you know this, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own desires or lusts, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. So these very seemingly intelligent people are going to be saying, wait, come on, guys. What are you doing over there? Man, it's always been this way. There's always been wars and rumors of wars. There's always been famine and pestilence and, and all this stuff. Come on. It's always been there. Well, that's what Peter said they were going to do in the last days, too. For this, verse 5, they willingly are ignorant of. So here's a people that are willingly ignorant that by the word of God, the heavens were of old. And the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Hmm? whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water, wow, he's talking about the days of Noah, perished. What is he actually saying there? He's talking about people were mocking and scoffing in the days of Noah. God had been warning them, telling them what was coming. Noah was a preacher of righteousness for a hundred years. He preached the righteousness of God so that the wicked may understand why the judgment was coming and maybe some would repent. None did. None did. Verse 7, but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. In other words, it's going to happen again. The book of Revelation describes it. It's not a one-time event. It is an unfolding of prophetic events that are going to hit the world and lead to a consuming fire of destruction. 
Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. In other words, get your time clock right. Don't say, oh, it's been so long. No, 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 a thousand years is like one day to the Lord. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, the promise of what? He's bringing, he's reserved the earth unto judgment, fiery indignation, right? He's not willing that any should perish. That's why it seems to be a delay, but that should all, that all should come to repentance. So Father God's heart is that all men would come to repentance. The ecclesia on the earth should be preaching the righteousness of God, okay? And they should be preaching repentance to the sin-sick, wicked, evil nations of the earth, okay? But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So Peter was writing to his congregation because the tendency of humanity is to forget. Oh, I heard that 10 years ago. Oh, I heard that 20 years ago. We don't talk about that much anymore. That was just for the you know, the, the dramatic, you know, end time, you know, movie going theater watching, uh, you know, popcorn eating masses to wow. But that's never was the intent of the word of God to bring a movie theater effect that we sit down eating popcorns as observers pretending it's not going to hit us. It's on the movie screen. And I believe there have been enough signs now that have come very close to the human race to say, you know what? This isn't a movie. There is a God in heaven. And he is angry. The Bible says he's angry at the wicked every day. And yet he calls all men to repentance because God is a just God. And now the world in its present condition has made all out war against God. The rulers of Babylon under the Nimrod spirit are seeking once again to bore into the heavens and overthrow God. They don't love God. They hate God. They want to take God and they want to put him down. And they want to elevate themselves as gods. The God of technology, the God of artificial intelligence, the God of the computer, the God men, 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 satanically inspired. We are God. Yeah, the rulers of Babylon in the day that we live are boring into heaven to pull God down out of heaven. They're making war against God. They're blaspheming his holy son who died on the cross and shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins. They mock that. They hate that. That's why they shed the blood of innocent babies. The satanic mind let the blood of these babies flow. They love the blood. They, there's blood-sucking demons that are, they drink the blood of these innocents in the spiritual realm somehow. And they, they're just blood-sucking demons that are empowered by all this. I mean, it's evil. These people are wicked. These people are demonic. And they're the rulers of the world today. Look at the rulers in America today, in government. They're not supposed to be rulers. The people are supposed to be ruling. They're supposed to be serving us, right? But they're putting everybody in fear. Let's go to 
Let's say hello to a few friends on chat room before we get going here today. Kevin Hauger, good morning. Good morning to you, Kevin. Sean Hoback, good morning, Sean. Brenda Torville, good morning. Good morning to you, Brenda. Melissa Fletcher, good morning. Pastor Melissa Fletcher, God bless you. Carol Page Carey, good morning on Facebook. YouTube has not started video yet. Sorry about that, Carol. I'm sure it's going now. Uh, Kathy Bruns, good morning. We are listening to your program. All is well here. God bless. All right. Thank God it is, Kathy. Ken Bruns, smile. God loves you. I know he does. Okay. (laughs) Callie Reynolds, good morning. Good morning, Callie. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, good morning. Pastor Vincent, well, Pastor Kevin, I haven't heard from you in a coon's age. Let's see. Not many people here where I live are preparing for anything. Many say they believe they should do something, but getting them to commit is different. Wow. Hey, Pastor Kevin, we want to see you back in Northwest Arkansas. Okay? We want to invite you to come here and bring the word of the Lord. Remember that. We love you with all of our hearts. Pastor, uh, uh, let's see, Kevin Honeycutt. Good morning, Kevin Hauger. Morning, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt. Isn't it sad that they need to prepare their soul, but not for what may come? Yeah, exactly. Jody Keene, stop giving all our money to mega churches and help the local sheep. Hallelujah. (laughs) That'd be really good. Uh, So much brokenness with no help from the mega leaders. I hear your heart, Jody, loud and clear. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, many are going back to normal. We just had five more churches close their doors because the people did not come back. Normal? Hmm. It's not normal. This is not normal. Something is wrong. We get it. All right. Callie, Callie, this is John Blevins. I love you. Hey, John, we love you too. Brother John, may God bless you. Stay the course. Go through it. I believe your ministry is going to be developed and cultivated where you are. That ministry is going to prosper because of your ministry that you're going to bring into it. We'll talk about that. God bless you, and God bless all the people that are with you. Stay the course. God is with you to strengthen you in your momentary preparations. Going to boot camp, brother, like a Navy SEAL. Hallelujah. All right. Brenda Torville, this is so good. Thank you, Brenda. Uh, I hope you're doing great. We are, John. Thank you so much. Uh, Jody Keene, people will die for their country, but they won't die for their comfort world. It's true. It's very true. Uh, Terry Shannon, good morning. Brenda Torville, blessings to you. Hello, Terry Shannon. Uh, David Ellison is with us this morning. Good morning. Terry Shannon, so true, Pastor. Preach it whether they like it or not. This is sound doctrine. All right. Praise God. Absolutely preach it. Wendy Timmons, amen, amen. We Christians need to speak up now. Yeah, because there's the darkness is coming where we won't be able to do anything. McKevin Hauger says, make sure you have lamps. Amen. All right, Terry Shannon, Psalm 2-1. Why do the wicked rage and imagine a vain thing? This means why do they rebel? Daniel 12-10, the wicked will do wickedly, not knowing, but the righteous will know. Well said, Terry. Great, great word. Uh, Brenda Torville, oh, yes, that's right on. Terry Shannon, New Wine Ministry members are blessed to have a preacher that preaches sound doctrine that many don't want to hear. Thank you. It's a beautiful compliment, and may we be found worthy of it. Wendy Timmons, pastor, thank you. You're welcome, Wendy. Brenda Torville, I want to go to New Wine Ministry Church. Well, get over here, Brenda. Let's go. All right. 
Wendy Timmons, God bless you. God bless brothers and sisters in Christ. Prepare, put on the full armor of God. Absolutely. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, get more of the word of God. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Keep a prayer life. Get discernment. Get truth. Get prepared. Keep it going. Pastor Vincent will do. Thank you, sir. Joyce Young, I appreciate you talking about the pink elephant in the room. May God bless it. Hmm. We're looking everywhere. Amen. Samuel Grimes is with us this morning. Morning, pastors. It's time the people of God rise up out of fear. Be bold in Jesus Christ. Amen. Be bold to prepare. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt working on things here to hopefully bring you and your wife here to bring us a word. Wow, would that be fabulous. Can't wait to come. River Christian Center. Good morning, pastor. This is from Pastor Jeff Bass in Virginia. I'm prepared. However, because of the brainwashing and delusion, many people don't desire to hear the truth. Keep sharing the truth with us. Blessings, Pastor Jeff. All right, great word today. I'll call you. I'll look forward to your call. You want to go deeper? You know where we've been all morning? We've just been on the surface. How deep do you really want to get into things about everything? Huh? How deep shall we go? deep shall we go? The cry of my heart, and I know it's your, yours too, I want to stay so close. I want to be so wrapped into Jesus, I can't find myself. I want to be so unioned with Christ that it's all him and nothing of, of me. And it's a very difficult thing to understand because we get up, we have our cup of coffee, We have things that we need to do. We come on radio. We share. All this has happened three years ago. This September will be three years that we've been doing this podcast. Four days a week, we sit down and we just are doing what we do. We want to go out and enjoy. We have to go take care of this, that, and the other thing. We have a lot of projects to do, right? But to do it all so unioned with Christ that we're so wrapped into his tissue and muscle that it's, we're, we're inside of it, and it's all him. It's a beautiful balance to know that we are living our life being led by the Holy Spirit of the living God. I believe that is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing in our lives, is to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. I just want to get caught up into his vortex. I want to be taken in the jet stream of the Holy Spirit. I want to go where no man has gone before. I want, I want to walk with people that love God so much, they have not given the devil any place in their life. I want to be a person like that. I want to walk with people that are on the journey and are fascinated by the adventure and the glory that is on the other side of this moment, because I know On the other side of the great tribulation that's going to happen in this earth, brought on by the the devil, not God. God just told us it was coming, but it's the devil's wrath. It's not God's wrath. Believe it. It's not in the word that way. So, But I know on the other side of it, we're getting brand new bodies in the resurrection or in the translation. We're going to be changed in a moment, the twinkling of an eye. Don't ever forget what's on the other side of this moment. Man, I want to fellowship with people. I want to help people. I want to get out there. How about you? I want to come alongside believers. 
who are diligently willing to prepare for this moment, right, and, 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 and just get ready and labor and go through and maybe find ourselves in a place where we'll hardly even notice that the tribulation is going on, like being in a Goshen or being in a, a city of refuge or in the wilderness where God has prepared a place for her for three and a half years, or being in the church of Philadelphia, that I will keep you from the hour of temptation that I'm bringing on the whole earth because you've been faithful. I want to walk through this earth. I want to go. I want to do. It wrapped up in Yeshua, right? It is sinews and his muscles and his tendons and his tissue, every part of it, just immersed in him, but going in the fruit of the Spirit with the power and anointing of God Almighty, I want to, and, and just knowing that we're doing all of this to prepare for a three-and-a-half-year great tribulation, which we say, some are saying we're already half year into it. I think that'd be so cool. But they're saying also that the next three years will be hell on earth. So we're getting ready. But it's not eternal. That glorified body we get in the resurrection, that translation that's going to happen when we're changing a moment, the tweaking of an eye, that's a glorified body that God has prepared for you and I that we're going to go into eternity with, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more anything that will bring anything but the glory of God. I mean, we're going into a, a, another place for eternity. And what we know is that the devil wants to rob us of our eternal inheritance. He wants to rob saints. So he's bringing this tribulation and he's disarming people from preparing. And what Jesus said, if you're not prepared, the love of many is going to wax cold. If you don't get it, if you don't know what's coming and you're not dying to your own personal ambition, if you're not dying to self, you will get offended. The only time people could get offended is when they're protecting themselves, right? So we need to really lose ourselves. I mean, I think it's really important. We don't want our love to grow cold, to wax cold. We don't want to begin to betray. And when people betray us, we don't want to take offense. You see, this is all part of the preparation. But it should be a Christian's direction anyways to put off the old and put on the new. Walk in the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Live in the Spirit. In other words, all these years of speaking and calling to preparation, spirit, soul, and body, will eventually, as we come out of the birthing canal, and if you can look at the tribulation as a time of going through the Red Sea or going through the Jordan River or going through the canal of birthing, going through the great constriction, the time of pressure, when it all looks like death. But when you birth, you come out on the other side, you're now in the kingdom. Jesus Christ is coming. Jesus, our Lord, Yahshua, we've never seen him, but we believe in him. There's no doubt he's made an impact in our lives. Praise God, he's coming. He promised. He's coming. He's already come to live in our hearts. We've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord is within us. We're liberated. We're free. We're the people living on this planet. We don't have to build Pharaoh's city anymore. We don't have to labor and build the pyramids 
of the worldly empire. We're told to come out of Babylon. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. I want a fellowship with people that have skills. We need skilled people. Right now, we need a master electrician or electricians to come and do some work on the ark. We need plumbers and builders that are good at what they do. We need help. But I know there are a lot of other people out there that they have their projects. They're getting ready too. So I get that. But what I'd love to do is take a bunch of guys from our ministry and then go to other people's ministry that need help, like maybe Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, David Obenauer, whatever. We take a crew. We go up there for a few weeks and help them get their projects done. And then they come down and help us get projects done. Even if it means carrying a board over your shoulder or picking up the the tile, you know, just to help. And these if we could do it together, I think things would get done. I'm sure there's an electrician somewhere in other ministries, and maybe they need some of us to come and make the coffee. I don't know, but that's what I'm seeing. And my brother, Hector, he's the one that I think birthed this in my spirit. We've got people at New Wine Ministries right now that they're not the pastor, you know, they're not the leader. But this one woman, Jesse. Jesse came to church last week. She spoke one word. I've got a new cleaning business. It's going to be called Supernatural Cleaners. She spoke the word supernatural. Our entire church service was taken over by the supernatural. I mean, she spoke so much by the Holy Ghost. And then she was in the Holy Spirit. Mamma mia. And then Hector, he says, I'm going to stay behind. When we all went up to South Dakota, I'm going to stay behind. I want to help Pastor Dave. He helped them, and it birthed something in me, what these people are doing. And I'm thinking, come on, let's work together. We'll send a crew over there. You send a crew over here. We'll all work together at the same time. And we'll get things done quickly. The more, the merrier. Somebody make the hamburgers. Let's have a party this summer. Let's get projects done. The government's not going to help us. We can't look to the world. And if we can't find the resources from the brotherhood of Christ and the sisterhood of Christ, there's nothing wrong with people helping each other. And the skills, oh, we, the skills, the skills, the skills. I can't say much more. I'm going to stop right there. All right. Praise the Lord. Pastor Jeff, John the Baptist just kept speaking into the desert. The people came. So did Jesus. Brother Kevin, amen. Thanks for the encouragement. I receive your word. Bless you. Keep speaking the truth. The truth will feed, though they do not know it. Like fertilizer, it will start to bring growth within that they know not. Amen. All right, Pastor Vincent and Patricia were a small voice when they came here to Northwest Arkansas. With the internet and radio, people have found them, and people want to come here. The people need to ask God where to be. Amen to that. When God shows them, then if it's here, they must have faith in what God gave them. If you're not led here, listen or watch. Amen to that. All right, folks, I think that's it for today. It's only Wednesday. We have Thursday and Friday. Uh, I'll be in prayer. I'll be looking into the Word of God. 
Um, I hope this has stirred a little bit of, for you to really begin to prepare, to pour yourself out to the Lord, to stop looking to the world and thinking about worldly things and utilize resources to get wherever you are prepared and ready to go. I think if we uh, continue to see God knit together a shoulder-to-shoulder ministry in the earth right now, we could find ourselves moving about, bringing our tools, helping wherever it needs to be done, and, and receiving the help that we need. So let's put it together. Let's talk. Let's communicate. We'll look forward to talking to everybody soon. Shalom. God bless you. And love Jesus with all of your heart. He's so good. And he's so worthy to be loved. Amen? Amen. Right now on Omega Radio, that's on omegaradio.org, 24 hours a day, seven days of work uh, a week. There's a roundtable discussion, and they're all talking about, well, you need to go there to find out. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.